are listening to the Photobomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Photobomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Hello there. And I just, and you know, we sit down and we think about what we're going to talk about on the show, and just now in this split second, something popped in I wanted to mention. This okay. morning. This morning. Coming back from breakfast, and my wife Bobby is uh, looking at, uh, I guess, Facebook, and she sees, you know, the Photobomb that was being promoted or whatever, and she, and she, looks, and she goes, award winning podcast. Did you guys win an award? Hell no! <laughs> no like no, we didn't. We didn't win an award. We win an award. We just did the, you know, because that's the thing. Photographers always have award-winning photographers, so we thought it would be funny. To what put does that mean? Like, do you, do you honestly think like, do people just assume that it's just a thing you say that doesn't mean anything? I don't know if consumers. I don't know if consumers believe it, or I don't know if it makes a difference it at do, all. It, the, it's award-winning is a phrase that has lost its meaning. Yes. It means yes. nothing anymore. And for those of us who actually have won awards for our work, yes. it, actually, it, it takes yeah. a lot away from us. It's like world's best, world's best coffee. You know, world's best, you know, <laughs> we've got the world's best hot dogs. Yeah. Well, according to who? Was there a poll of everybody in the world? And that's according, according to your mom. Yeah. It is you know, the, yeah. Our podcast is, uh, has won awards according to us. Yes. It won. We, we just did one last week. We had, hey, uh, best intro, Boo Ray Perry. There you won, go. Clearly. <laughs> I want to thank everybody. Best banter, Boo Ray Perry. Okay. Uh, best beard. Best beard, Gary. Gary Hughes. Gary Hughes. Most jokes stepped on, Gary Hughes. Gary Hughes. Yeah, Gary I mean, Hughes, yes. I really, I came home with so many awards, I just couldn't be more proud. So we have officially become an award-winning where, where do you keep your awards? Uh, I keep them on the on the toilet tank. In the bathroom. <laughs> Inside the toilet tank. That's a, don't you love the celebrities when they win the awards? They go, I keep them in the bathroom because they don't mean anything to me. Oh, yeah. shut the hell up. I keep them in the toilet tank because if somebody breaks into my house, I don't mm. want them to steal them. They're the most valuable thing that right. I own. That's And no one's going to look there. No. <laughs> I would. Yes. I would look there. Okay, so I have to share with you something that happened to me uh, just this I, I almost just now said to our podcast listening audience, uh, don't mind Gary, he's waving to the camera. But I, I realize that the podcast audience can't see us, so uh, they don't know that you're waving at the camera. We we're, are waving. We're actually live streaming on oh, Periscope. Periscope. Yeah, we're right. using Periscope. And there are currently four people That's watching. Right. And, and Gary is paying more attention to those four people than he is to the live, the, the, to the podcast. Stop looking at the camera. I can't. Hey, guys. Good to Would see you. Stop you. looking Thanks at the camera, for the in. love of God. Stop All right. I'm going to stop. Camera. But right. the cool thing is that the people tuning in on Periscope are actually going to get the podcast now, as opposed yes. to having to wait a couple of weeks for the episode to come out. They get it live. They get it live. Right. They get it live. So this is, and uh, maybe we could do something in the coming weeks to make sure that they get maybe a little better audio. I don't know. We just did this at the last second. Right. And you can get live questions. Like uh, right now, uh, the, uh, show more boobs. Okay. That's not, we don't, that's. <laughs> I love that about Periscope because I'm tuning into something. It could be like a lecture at a university that somebody's just live broadcasting. Right. And inevitably somebody watching goes, show us some tits. <laughs> <laughs> like this amazing technology that you have to be able to do all this awesome stuff and then people just go tits tits yeah, so, tits so, so proud to be an american and i'll show you my tits if you want me to guys, no please don't i don't want you to how many votes do i get <laughs> if <laughs> vote if you want boo ray to show his tits. okay so that's not gonna happen <laughs> so here's so here's what i wanted to talk about and by the way this right here is why we have a critic we're coming back to that in a minute oh yeah. this right here is why we have a critic. we do have a critic yeah but well. i want to i want to talk about what happened to me this weekend uh, at McDonald's. At McDonald's. Something happened to me at McDonald's that it, well, it's like a scene from a movie. Yes. I go up to the counter and there's a girl there and, and an Oscar award winning actress could not have 
outperformed a more apathetic McDonald's customer than this young lady behind. She was it was almost a cliche of the Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? You know, uh, yeah, it, was almost, it was almost like she was acting. Like an 80s slacker movie fast yeah, food employee. Exactly. Yeah. So she's like, can I take your order? And I go, yeah, I'd like, uh, I'd like the uh, bacon chicken McWrap, and I'd like the, uh, you know, some fries and a sweet tea. And so she looks down at the thing, and you can tell that maybe they've changed the menu structure or something on the machine because she's kind of hunting and pecking a little bit. She's like, tap, 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 tap. And then I said, um, by the way, what comes on the chicken McWrap? And she looks down at the screen, and she's like, um, and you can tell she's reading it. And she's like, um, chicken and uh, bacon and some kind of vegetable. <laughs> and, then, and then she looked at me like, what else, dude? That, totally, she was totally okay with that being the answer to the question. There was, there was not even a hint of I realized what I just did. Some kind of vegetable was a perfectly acceptable answer to my question as far as she was concerned. And so I said, that's my favorite kind. (laughs) (laughs) And she never, she never even acknowledged that that she had just, you know, done, you know, what are you doing? But, but to be fair, how many vegetables did they really have at McDonald's? I think it's just lettuce. Is le- and, and, and they have some crusty tomato slices. Okay, so, so why don't And you, maybe, maybe pickles. Let's take it. Then let's just go ahead and take a guess and say lettuce as opposed to the some kind of vegetable. <laughs> she, could, she had a 50-50 chance of guessing the right vegetable. And she's reading it off the menu. <laughs> she's reading it off the screen. So I know the screen doesn't say some kind of vegetable. The screen says <laughs> lettuce or maybe it says arugula or something. And she saw arugula, didn't know how to pronounce it, and instead went with some kind of vegetable. <laughs> it's arugula uh, vegetable. Some kind of vegetable. vegetable. It's some kind of vegetable. But she was perfectly okay with it, Gary. That's the thing. She said it, and then she looked at me with that total... What else? There's a mentality uh, uh, when people go to somewhere like McDonald's. It's like the ultimate bell curve of it's okay to get bad service because it's yeah. cheap. Yes. And that's like such a crappy mentality to have is because, oh, it's okay that they got my order wrong or it's okay. Because, you know, when pe- some people get really mad, they're like, oh, they got my order wrong and, oh, the, the bathroom was a mess. And then the, the response that half the people give are like, it's McDonald's. What do you expect? Right. What do you expect? And I'm not making this an anti-McDonald's thing because, you know, when it's 2 a.m. and I'm like had six beers, I'm going to eat a double quarter pounder and it's going to be delicious. That's right. But, sure. It's McDonald's. That's, that's science. I'll I, tell you what was great was uh, at that same McDonald's and this is all the way at the beach about an hour from there uh, from here I look up uh, at the wall there and they got the manager's photos you know yeah and uh, Newsom photography Newsom yeah really? our, buddy, our buddy Kevin Newsom <laughs> who's been on the show uh, he had done the uh, he had done the headshots there sitting on the wall they were good headshots yeah so. no yeah. I bet they were if Kevin Newsom did them oh I want to talk about real quick uh, when I was in Publix the other day yes and you know how uh, the Publix is our grocery store in Florida that's our big grocery store and they always have 8 by 10 headshots framed of them we've talked about this before of all the managers right. of, the, of the different department and I went into the produce department I was picking stuff up to, to make some uh, salsa or something I forget what the heck I was doing and right above the salad uh, the lettuce and stuff there was a headshot of the groceries of the uh, produce manager and the produce assistant manager and the produce manager's name was uh, uh, something Slaughter. His last name was Slaughter. It was like John Slaughter. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and it's right between the meat department 
right. and, and, and the produce department, and I texted you right away. That's and right, I, sure. I go, and I was like, man, it's it's a shame that the guy named Slaughter wasn't the meat department Yeah, manager. he should be in the meat department. He's missing his calling he missed, in life. He totally missed his calling. He should, but, be, he should absolutely be in the meat department. Well, um, anyway, so what do we got going on today? Well, we have to talk about our critic. We have to, ooh, yes, we have a critic. Yes, okay, we have a critic. So you want to tell the backstory on how sure. this happened? Okay. okay, so if you listen to um, uh, a couple episodes ago, Robert Trawick from the Photo Focus podcast, who's a good friend of Photobomb. We love this it's guy. It's not Photo Focus. It's uh, Photo Facts. Photo Facts. Oh, Photo Facts. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, great, Robert. Great guy. Great podcast. Sorry, uh, he's in Oklahoma. He's a fantastic guy. Photo Facts podcast. If you like Seinfeld episodes, right. you will love that podcast. That's, Photo their, facts. that's their tagline. Um, so Robert Trawick is, uh, was a guest on our show, and he spent some time with us, and he started uh, promoting the show, and he started you know blasting it out on social media. Hey, I was on Photobomb. I did this. I did that. I did the other thing. And then right away... The first comment that he got... Was, first comment. First comment was a guy, his name was uh, something, 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 yeah. what I'm going to say. <laughs> and so let me give you an exact quote. And this is so heartwarming. Yes, it is. I'm touched. It warms the cockles it in w- my heart. <laughs> my cockles are warmed. Here it goes. <clears throat> I tried listening to one of their podcasts, but after 10 minutes of listening to them flapping their jaws about their kids or a movie or something, I quit listening. You and Jim are doing a much better job. I want to hear about photography, not about someone's kids I don't even know or what movies they like. <laughs> That's so awesome. He's so on point, though. <laughs> so fantastic. It's so on point. That's he exactly absolutely, what we're <laughs> absolutely knows what we're about. <laughs> like, we should have called this podcast not Photobomb. We should have called it eh, whatever bomb. Right. Like, because yeah. we just talk about what's, we're two guys who are professional photographers that we get together and we just talk about what's going on in we our We do life. the podcast as an excuse to get, because it's an excuse for us to get together and This talk. is a true story. The whole thing comes about. Because you and I, we live a couple hours apart, and it's like, you know, sometimes after a job or something, I want to call you and tell you about the whatever goofy stuff happened that day. And it's like, man, I wish we could just grab wings and a beer or something like right. that. And instead, we do this podcast, which actually is really good for both of our, uh, you know, narcissism sure. and massive insecurity. Yes. So we get to hear ourselves talk all the time and have people tell us how much they like the way our voices sound. Yes. So that's pretty much it. But anyway, to this, to this gentleman. You are 100% right. Yes, you are absolutely 100% right. You have nailed the show perfectly. You could not have come up with a more accurate description of our podcast. Absolutely. But I want to talk about uh, what I find interesting about this is uh, the the people, and there's lots of people who are this way, who um, they're loyal to something. Right. And everything else sucks no matter what. Like you're not allowed to like the other yes. thing because you like the one Because thing. somehow that would be a disloyalty to, or, or people who feel that everything must be in competition. Right. Like the idea that we have a podcast. So and, America. And Robert has a podcast and we're not really competing. You can listen to both podcasts or whatever. And it's free. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> but there are people who will automatically want to compare and then tell you. Yeah. About their comparison. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that interesting. I, I don't have that. I don't care. Yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about it except to say that, um, you know, you can like what you like. I, I don't understand the impulse to trash something because it's yeah. not the thing that you prefer. Right. Although, I think that the people who do that, what, where's that place they go to say that? Internet. The internet. The internet. They, the internet. <laughs> I was going to say hell. Hell, yeah. <laughs> They go to hell. No, I mean, um, the internet is basically, it's a place where all of the knowledge of the universe comes together and it has access to anybody and this free flow of exchange of information and motherfuckers who just want to yeah, cause well, problems. I just want, you know, the thing that, that I found fascinating about it is that is that 
Robert is the one who said, hey, I'm on this podcast. These guys are great. Yeah. Love these guys. So you're, I would think your first instinct would be like, hey, you were great on the podcast, Robert, or whatever. But instead you come back with the, yeah, well, yeah, those guys suck. Well, okay. Well, hey, harsh. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, that's not necessary. He didn't even say, like, what do you think about this? No. Or... Isn't my podcast better? No. Listen there was to none it of that. Compare. It was, it was, you know, Robert's a great guy. Hey, check, check it out. out. Sure. Robert has promoted his po- the, our podcast more than we've promoted our more podcast. More than he promotes his own podcast. Yes, he's a great guy. Yeah, th- well, this is one of the reasons why when you do a podcast that you um, uh, do cr- you know interviews and have people from other podcasts on your show is because it's cross-promotion. You want to try and snowball and get more people involved and all that stuff. So, um and that's what we're doing, you know. We, we're gonna. You were on Robert's podcast. Yeah. He be on our. He was on it's our podcast. It's a big podcast, happy world. And it's you know we're all just like hey you know and I and, and then so you got you just have people that didn't get hugged. This <laughs> they didn't get hugged enough. This same you know? thing happened to me. Uh, I want to say maybe last year um, when I was uh, speaking at Imaging, they asked uh, the speakers to make a little video that they could put on. Facebook uh, that would you know say hey I'm speaking at Imaging and here's what I'm going to be talking about. Oh, I remember that. Come up, right? Yeah, that was awesome. And if you remember the video I made, it, it was in no way to talk at all about what I was going to do. I thought instead it would be funny just to make something that was. It was kind like of a funny. blooper reel. It was, it was take, like a blooper yeah. reel, and I had my daughters, and I sat down, and it was me continually over and over trying to do this thing, and constantly being interrupted by my two daughters. And I thought it was funny, right? And it was. It was cute. And so uh, Missy Imwack, who I know Missy, she's a friend of mine. So she uh, linked to it from uh, from her Facebook and said, hey, you know. Da, da, and the thing is, Missy, her big thing is making fun of photographers who teach and, 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 speci- and specific types. Yeah, she's made a whole, like, yes, her whole that's identity. Her whole niche, yeah. Yeah. So, but, I, but she wasn't linking to me to do that. She knows that I was, you know, was a comedian. And, she's and, trying to throw you a little she, support. Yeah, throw me a little support. The very first guy to come in and comment just trashed me. Yeah, this is a perfect example of the kind of people they got teaching and imaging that don't know what they're doing and blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is why imaging sucks yeah, now. And, yeah, and, and it was... This is why I don't go anymore. Yes, and it was like, uh, yeah, you realize it was a joke, right? That, 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 that's not... Uh, you just And, you know, you, you want to go in and defend yourself and then you just go, there's just no point. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is you just go, hey, man, you know, it's, a, it's the First Amendment. You know, that is the freedom of speech one, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the first chicken wing. No, there's no chicken wings in the name. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> there should be chicken there wings in the Bill of Rights. You there should the, be some damn chicken You have the right wings. to some tasty hot wings <laughs> right. served to you by women in tight clothing. Yes. Amen. God bless America. No, I mean, but I mean, people have the right to say whatever they want. Right. And no hard feelings. It's the internet. But I don't understand the impulse, I guess, is, is the bottom of it. Yeah, I don't, know what it that, I don't know what that is. And it seems the older that you are, the more that impulse seems to come this to the top. I love senior citizens who just, just angry people. Angry all the time. Who just figured out that they can comment on stuff on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, 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 I may, is it because they haven't grasped the idea that, that the, it's like when people say, I don't want my kids' pictures on the internet. And you're like, have you grasped the idea that there's a billion pictures of kids uploaded to the internet every minute, and so your kids are gonna are no, not special, that your your kids don't matter, and it's the same way with the people who make the comments. They they I, I, the, the, especially the old people, they they think it's like I don't know a letter to the editor, and everybody's gonna read it. <laughs> you know, they don't realize that that you're you're gonna be lost in a sea of trolls. Yeah. Nobody really cares. Uh, yeah, I think that the whole the whole internet troll, it's so accurate. You know, like. Uh, and the, the just the word troll, troll. is great. Can you? I, there, there, this whole um, one of the um, contributors to This American Life. They did a whole thing on it where basically she's this um, she's a feminist 
uh, writer for magazines right. and newspapers, online blog, and the whole nine yards. And people were just saying the nastiest stuff. They would even look up stuff about her personal life, and she actually went and tracked them down. And like got them on the phone, <laughs> so she could and got to confront ta- them and just ask them like, why did you, and, and like why did you do that? What was your motivation for doing that? And as it turns out, like it, without fail, most of these people are in a pretty sad situation themselves, you right? Know, where they're generally just kind of unhappy. They're projecting, and and so you know, I, when I see people act out negatively, I just think like. I'm sorry about your dog. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm really sorry all that bad stuff happened to you, that your hair fell out, that you had cancer. Yeah, yeah, because something, something obviously is, is, is eating you up a little bit, and you're just getting it out this way. I sometimes have an urge to go online and just spew anger and hate. Right. In fact, I don't know if you've done this. I've done this so many times where I get on Facebook and yes, I write out yes, a whole post. Yes. I've spent an hour. I have spent an hour crafting the perfect reply to that stupid thing that you just put on Facebook, and then I delete the entire thing. Yeah, just it feels good to get it out. Yes, but when I really think about it, I just don't want it out there in the world. No, because it's there forever. Yeah, and and it will inform people as to how they think of you. And this is a good lesson for photographers and business: is remember that oh, you're making it about photography. I'm trying to. Everything you put (laughs) online, you know, it informs people as to who you are. You know, so you have to be careful. You know, you do assume a, a lot about a person. Like when I post, you know, uh, there's a big assumption that I'm like this uh, big Star Wars nut, you know. It's an assumption. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a fan of Star Wars. And like when there's no. a new trailer, I repost stuff like that. Right. And I realize that when people, you, you ever have anybody or be the person in your family, like you say one time that you like something and you get that as and a Christmas forever. present yes. forever. Yes. Like you mentioned one time that you really like the Beatles and then every year you get like the newest <laughs> Beatles right. photo compendium or right. something, you know. Right. Like, my poor dad, you know, he's he's born in England and he moved to the United States when he was in his 40s with our family and stuff. And because he's like the only English person that a lot of people know, every birthday and Christmas, he just gets this a shitload of Beatles mugs. It's all Union Jack stuff, right? <laughs> and he's like, like I've like lived the, here my whole life. Like his defining characteristic is that right. he was born in England. You know what I mean? That's a good point, that whole defining characteristic thing. We like to take people and we like to be able to understand them. We, we want like to box them. We, we like want to put, put, put people in categories. Yeah. And honestly, there are some one-dimensional people out there. Oh, yeah. There really are. Most. But, um, you know, p- most people will continue to surprise you, you know, although with almost certainty with, with you know, with Julie, my wife, and, and I'm sure with Bobby, your wife, most of the time you could probably pretty accurately predict how they're going to react to something mm-hmm. or what even they would say, even down to maybe the right wording. But don't I find that she still surprises me and I still surprise her like she goes I didn't know that you liked that or I wouldn't have expected you to react that way or you know right. and because we're, we're complex you know <clears throat> and we fall into patterns and over time but we have this mental need to sort of take everybody and put them on a little in a little cubby hole. Oh well, yeah, we've got categories in our head. We need to, you know this group over here is the is the group that hates Obama, and this group over here is the group that you know whatever. And this is the you know and you you want to categorize people, I, and I think it's it's natural instinct to want to categorize and, and organize things. Yeah, what do people say? I mean, one dimensional. Uh, about like a celebrity, right? So they say about a celebrity, oh, uh, he's he's a Scientologist, or she's gay, or you know right. she's a slut, or you know um, whatever, like or 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 he's a ditz, or you know we we take people and we just do that with them, and it's and it's patently unfair, I think. Yes. Um, but it's all about us. It's like it's central to us under trying to cope with the world that we live in, don't you think? Yes, it's all about you. It's it's me. Literally, yeah. it's all about me. <laughs> it's all about the person who's doing the categorizing. By the way, to totally change the subject, have you seen the movie Gone Girl? Cause we're no, gonna t- I, no, I want to see it. It's supposed I, to I won't really tell good. you how it, anything that happens because I didn't read the book, but um, I'm a big fan of Ben Affleck's chin. 
Yes. And so I watch every movie that his chin has ever been in. And um, <clears throat> which, by the way, as an aside, I think he's going to be a great Batman solely because he's got the chin. He does the have costume. the chin. It's really the only part of the cowl that lets you. You, <laughs> you have to. You have to act with the chin when you're Batman. It's all. Everything else is paralyzed by a tight rubber suit. I can't decide if his wife is attractive. Um, who Jennifer Garner? Yeah, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. I'll no, tell you that. but there's sometimes I think she's got a little bit of a horse face. Yeah. There's something going on there. Here's I mean, the thing. It, it, but not all the time. Let's get Many, away from my Gone Girl review and hold that on the mental okay, chalkboard. Sorry, for go ahead. To go to celebrities, we judge them by a standard of attractiveness that is so unfair. Have you ever heard of uh, Trucker Hot? Have I ever told you my theory of Trucker Hot? No. no okay. No, you're if not. you're a trucker and all you see all day are fat truckers and, 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 and pimply-faced diner waitresses and stuff, your standard of what's good I looking... Wanna, I just want to apologize to diner waitresses, sorry, waitresses, waitresses. everywhere <laughs> for, that, for that crass classification and, by and my fat, co-host. greasy fry cooks in the back. You know, that's all you see. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's, that's 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's a fry cook... No, just yeah, kidding. The thing about the waitresses was out of line, Gary. <laughs> as long but as the, I'm making fun of cook, men, it's okay. The fry cook thing is true. All right, so... If you're a trucker and all you see is just a, a heavy, unattractive people who spend their whole days indoors, when you see someone who is in the regular world about a 6 to a trucker, you're about a 10. Sure. So, so everything's relative. Everything's relative. So, like, I think with celebrities, we put them on this. Like, you look at Jennifer Gardner. If you were sitting in a uh, bar or a restaurant and she walked in, you would break your neck looking at her. If she wasn't a celebrity. I'm not so sure. And you never saw her famous. She was never on TV. If a woman like that walked into a bar, you and I would both go... Hey, did you see that girl? Check her out. I'm she's so totally sure. hot. I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not saying she's not attractive. Here, here, here is what I will agree to: is that we're very uh, with with celebrities. Um, we're so extremely judgmental about how they. Look. I agree with that. I agree you with know. that. Like you said, you, Jennifer Garner, you'd be more than happy to date her, but then you know because she's a celebrity, you're like, well, she's not so hot. Yeah, but if she's standing next to a celebrity you found more attractive. Like I hear people say things about celebrities, like Sarah Jessica Parker. I've heard a lot of negativity about her looks. It's like a thing to make fun of, and like that's a beautiful woman. She's you know? absolutely beautiful. And I think about all kinds of like male celebrities, and and people have said stuff about Brad Pitt, like his face and the way he talks and stuff. I'm like, that's a beautiful. Are you man. kidding me? Yeah, I wouldn't kick Brad Pitt out. <laughs> I bet either. <laughs> by the way. I would lick cheese whiz off his forehead. The, I love that man. By the way, Brad Pitt and me, same age. That's shocking. <laughs> Dude. All right? Same age. Brad Pitt and me, same oh age. God. I really wish he would just die. That's horrifying. Isn't that horrifying? He is the exact same age oh as me. Oh, God. You should kill yourself. I know, right? You should just die. It's terrible. <laughs> The people of Periscope watching can see how red you are right now you know, because you truly are shocked you to know, discover you know, that I'm the same age as Brad Pitt. Here's the funny thing, though. Brad Pitt never had cancer. That's true. He did not have cancer. I, you know, Before the cancer, I looked just like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember. There's no way that... Okay, back to Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Gone Girl. The, okay, so... <laughs> we're so, really going to not talk about photography. Not do- no, we are okay, intentionally not talking about photography. Right, go ahead. Thanks, internet trolls. Okay, so Gone Girl... Um, was this movie and I thought it was going to be one thing and it became something totally else that's what she said (laughs) I'm sorry and so and and we're watching this uh, movie Julie and I last night and when the credits roll I go dear Gone Girl thanks for the nightmares (laughs) (laughs) really bad it's it's not like a horror movie per se it's just really 
disturbing. Like it takes a turn, and you just, and and of course, there's a whole bunch of people out there pushing their glasses up the brim of their nose, going, "It wasn't as good as the book." But I haven't read the book. All I got. I want to apologize to everyone who's read the book for that uh, crass uh, classification by my co-host. Go ahead. <laughs> so seriously, I'm sure the book is way better. Just yeah, like every record, just like every record's better on vinyl. You know, I'm sure that the movie really not. I don't get that either. But go ahead. No, I we actually that's funny. Another aside, we could totally get off on that. But no, um, <laughs> you it, keep tra- you keep track of the asides when you watch it. When you watch it, watch it with Bobby, and you're gonna look over at her, and you're gonna go, "I'm." Um, I'm just going to go out for a little while and spend some time by myself. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. It's messed up. Well, I hear, here's the thing, though. I can't watch it with Bobby unless uh, at the end of the movie, everything has to be wrapped up and tied with a nice little bow. Totally isn't. Okay, then that's Bobby will not Bobby will not watch a movie, which is why you got to make her watch yeah. it anyway. No, she she will hate me for it. Any movie that's like you know you watch a movie and it's like slice of life. It's not a click cliffhanger like you don't know it. No, like, it has to be a cliffhanger, but she just doesn't no, like like slice definite, of life. There's a definite ending. Like like here's a couple and they meet and they go through some trouble and then they kind of get back together and at the end of the movie they're sitting on the back stoop having coffee and kind of talking and you're like oh so I think maybe they're going to be back together and then they roll the credits. No, not that. That, at all. that pisses her off no end. She wants to see them married. With the honeymoon and kids and they're happy. She wants it confirmed that they are happy. It's a happy after. ending, but they. Oh, she's not gonna yeah, like no, that. No, no. Anyway, yeah, so, she's not um, gonna like that at all. I would recommend it, um, uh, kind of. Well, it got great reviews. I mean, people said it was really good. But I watched it last night because uh, they just put it on HBO recently, right? And uh, so I watched it last night, and um, I had really messed up dreams about it. Really, like, that. <laughs> like dream uh, the movie that puts a dream in you. That's a yeah, that's yeah. a big deal. A movie that puts a dream in you. All right. Okay. Photography related. Yes. We finally get. We got six minutes left in the for show. For you, sir. <laughs> for you, sir. And not really photography related, but I thought about photography. We have one the other person day. left. Why? Is that you, Kevin? We have one. Kevin, person is watching that you? Us on Periscope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you that we had we had more. Now they're gone. What does that tell you about the quality of our of our podcast? That we suck. Yes. Okay. So I'm driving uh, through a little place where there's a bunch of shops and stuff, and there is a shop there. And it's, I was thinking about photography uh, because it's hard to have a freestanding commercial photography studio. Yes. It requires a lot of work, a lot of dedication. And a lot of money. A lot of money. It's hard to keep these things open. And you see them closing a lot. Yeah. Meanwhile. I don't even know where there are that many, yeah. to be honest with you. Down the road from my house in this shopping center, there's a Publix there and a bunch of other stuff. There's a store, and it's a big store. And all they sell is stuff for birds. Now, they don't sell birds. This is a wild bird store. So if you want to buy bird seed or, or a bird house or duck feed or, or stuff like that to put out, this store is the store that's selling that. Okay. It is larger than any commercial photography studio I know of in existence in the city of Tampa. And it has been there for probably 10 or 15 years. Now, what does it say about our profession that the store that sells nothing but bird seed can make it and we have to struggle to have a freestanding studio. How does that how much bird seed can you possibly be selling that you are able to pay the rent on that store? As a photographer with a retail studio, I will say that it definitely ups your game. But um I Julie and I when we're we you know, we'll go into like College Park, which is a neighborhood in Orlando that's got a lot of little shops and mom right. and pop stores. And we'll walk by. It's like the seashell store. And you're like, how the how hell? How the hell are you surviving? How the hell do you stay open? You know how many seashells you got to sell to pay the nut that's, on this building? That's what I don't get. I don't. I, get don't, it. I see the and I'm like, I see those stores and I'm like, if they sell birdseed, Gary, birdseed. Well, you know what it is. A lot of people making a special trip out for the birdseed. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it <laughs> is. Apparently. You know what it is. It's a front. It's a criminal enterprise. That's right. The, the criminal, criminal mind. mind. <laughs> the criminal mind, Bure. The criminal mind. 
That's awesome. They're cutting their bird seed with baby powder. Oh, I'm just saying, how does a how does a store that they don't even sell birds? That's what gets me because I, I thought they <laughs> sold birds, and because my initial joke to Bobby was, oh, they're selling birds. I don't know anyone who owns a bird, and yet this place is in business. And Bobby goes, no, no, they don't sell birds. I'm like, what do you mean? That's a wild bird store. They just sell bird seed. And like and bird houses. It'd be awesome. <laughs> It'd be awesome if they sold wild birds. Like you walk in and yeah. there's like condors <laughs> flying around. <laughs> and they I'm like, just saying, how do they stay open? And it's a huge, huge tracts of land. Well, actually, there's some really interesting uh, business stuff that I was talking with um, a couple of photographer friends of mine about about how to um, when you do if you do ever make that leap into having like a, an actual physical studio that. Um, uh, at Melanie Anderson, who's a great photographer in Maryland, who's a friend of mine, and she was we, she was telling me before we got our space, I think we were at a, at a SEPA convention or something. We were out to out to dinner with her, and she said, um, like, if you get to a certain point where your business you can't grow it, you know, if especially if you're a portrait business, because you can only do so many sessions in a day when you're shooting on location, like a portrait studio. An actual physical location enables you to do more business. It also costs more to run. She goes, right. She goes, but but you can shoot all day. You can go back to back every yeah, twenty minutes. Bam, said, bam, bam, bam. I bam. took the leap, and she said, sometimes you just have to do it, and then you have to hustle after it. There's certain type of personalities. I'm going to build up my business, and when I get to X dollar amount, and it's a safe thing, right. and then when I set this much money aside, and then I'm going to do that, and then you know. But for some people, like and, and me especially, I'm the personality type where it's like, okay, we're just going to do this. And then, and then we're gonna, and that, and it will be the catalyst to be the reason that we right. have to expand our business, right? And that's been the case so far. And it's not only that, but it, it's it's really we talked about it a bunch of times, but it's been really cool. But I do wonder um, how so many photographers uh, have struggled when I see so many like businesses that are just they just look like there's a stationary store. <laughs> You know, and it's who like, writes anything on paper? How many? There's by my house. There's a stationary store. It's like how many notebooks do you have to sell? Yeah, like to 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 pay the rent on this building. The only thing I can think of it's either a front for the mob, or it's like some um you know like a a, a guy who's got a rich wife has like a stationary right. store. Right, she doesn't make any money. It's just, just her little getting store. him out of the house. Right, right, just her <laughs> like, little store. Did you I get want him away from yeah. me. Like he's driving me nuts. You know that sort of thing. That's the only thing I can think of. But you know, um, it's all about um, uh, managing your business. Managing your expenses is really important. But, again, if you do make that leap, you are going to have to ramp up your production right. quite a bit, which is pretty interesting. And I think for a lot of people, when they, if they, when they do make that leap, I, I, I don't think they're quite prepared for the amount of marketing that they need to do. It's a lot. I mean, marketing becomes an almost constant thing. Right. But social media makes it uh, more accessible to get in people's faces. You can spend a little bit of time every day. Like I try to post something on our Facebook page every day just to keep that beach ball up in the air, you know, right. and just to keep keep it going. But um, yeah, it is a lot, but it is a lot to take on. Um, I would recommend it highly if you want to turn into a business that you're going to take it to the next level. Wedding photography is a lot different for you because I think that as a wedding photographer, you basically need a place to meet your clients right. when you're selling your wedding packages and services, and then maybe you need a place to like do an album sale, yeah, viewing. But you don't even necessarily need a camera room or anything no. like that. You can most – wedding photographers, it's fairly easy to work from home. Right. You know, so you could – I know a lot of people that do the coffee shop thing, Starbucks, virtual Yeah, offices. I don't do that. I will not meet a client in a coffee shop. So where do you meet clients? I meet them in my home studio or whatever. But I, occasionally you get the client who's like, I'm like, okay, here's where I – and they go, oh, well, you know, that's an hour from us. Uh, can you meet us halfway, you know, at a Starbucks? And I say no. I, and I know a lot of people are like, you just flat refuse? Yes, because I've never booked one. 
who has met me in a Starbucks or a Panera Bread. That's a really good point. Like, to, if they're going to come see you, that, that automatically puts them, they, they passed a barrier yes. that says, I'm it's actually serious about yes, it. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm serious about you as being, being my photographer, and I truly want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I really want you possibly, I really cons- want you to be my photographer. But when it's, when it's it, right off the bat, it's, uh, no, 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 you need to come see me, and da, 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 this is, this is not that important a thing for me that I'm willing to drive for it. To me, it's a red flag. What about, have you had any success with, uh, with Skype? Yes, um, because uh, I deal with so many destination brides. So, yeah, when I get that bride who's coming in from out of town for a destination wedding, and it's a big wedding, and she wants me for six or seven hours, then, yeah, we Skype it, absolutely. And, uh, and uh, I've done it more and more and more. And now, I wouldn't do it with a local bride. You know, if they're within 30 minutes of me, I want to meet with them. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, well, you know, the thing about that is, though, so many times it's, it's you know, I meet so many of my brides at 7 o'clock at night and 8 o'clock at night. And, yeah. and you know, you got to come to my house at I'd really at like to meet you, but uh, I don't like to wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the new generation, the kids today, Gary, uh, you know, they're, they're all online. I don't think you're old anymore. You're the same age as Brad Pitt. That's right. <laughs> and just as attractive. Hey, congratulations are in order for you. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, you you were elected as a PPA. Oh, counselor. that's right, counselor, 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 counselor. 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 If you're not familiar with the uh, PPA <laughs> Council, the Professional Photographers of America, it's a uh, not for profit organization, and it's uh, the, it's governed by uh, the the body of membership who elects. It's like the Senate or the it's like Congress for the PPA. About 250 ish around or thereabouts members of the council from all over the world that come to the once a year to a meeting, vote on changes in the bylaw, etc. And um, so they have elections, council elections from each state, and you vote online if you're a PPA member, etc. And I am very proud to say that I've been I've done the job before, so it was a shoe in re-election for me. I paid the right people, but <laughs> Bure has been elected first time as a counselor for PPA. And what's funny is that I uh, I was nominated against my will. I nominated. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I nominated you as a joke. I know Gary as a joke nominated me, and I was like, "Oh, thanks a lot, Gary." And now I, I'm actually a counselor, so that, that's pretty cool. The, the cracks me up is that that you got a notified that you've been nominated, yes. and <laughs> and you're like, your initial reaction must have been something like, "No, my what? initial reaction was no." No, no, this is the initial reaction. I bet guarantee. If you're sitting there, you're drinking your coffee, and you go, "What the hell's PPA council?" <laughs> <laughs> I knew kind of what it was. You know, but not that much. So that's one of those things. Like, congratulations on being elected to something you didn't know existed. Yeah, yeah. That's not that you didn't want the job. No, no, no. I'm I'm happy. Thank you so much to my constituents. I'll do my best to represent you. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to be a counselor. I'm excited about it. You know, but I just uh, uh, I want to do two. Th- I, at first, uh, at the first council meeting, at some point, I want to be able to stand up and say. I said good day, sir. I want <laughs> at some point. You I know, want to when, do that. when and um, also. I'm out of order. <laughs> You're out of order. They well, the, all the meetings, the the once a year meeting is done by Robert's Rules of Order, and I think is Robert's Rules of Order uh, might might be the other one. Which I love that guy. Whatever the what the other one yeah. horse shit version of Robert's Rules of Order there is, but um, I'm just kidding. I'm sure it's fine. But you do there is a microphone, and if there's an issue on the floor, any member of council can stand up and speak to it. So you actually will have the opportunity. Oh, I'm so going to say good day, that. sir. Good day, sir. I'll start talking, and then you interrupt me. And I'll say, good day. And then you start to say something else, and I'll say, I said good day. (laughs) You have no idea how happy that would be. That was the loudest clap in the universe. And you and I would be the only ones who got it. Everybody was like, what the hell's wrong with that A room with 250, 275 people, and it would just be you and me. You and me going, good day, sir. Oh, I wanted to mention one other thing today. All right. Um, About our dear friend, Linda Long. Linda Long. Yes. Linda Long. We haven't mentioned Linda. 
I know. and a couple of podcasts. Yes. And uh, I did want to mention Linda because we love Linda. We love her. She's very hardworking up there in Tallahassee. Very hardworking. And uh, we, we, we had neglected to mention her for a couple of episodes. Yes, and I just wanted to say hi, Linda. Okay, so what else is going on? <laughs> <laughs> you should see. Have you seen some of the stuff? By the way, she's putting in competition this year. Oh my God, she's killing some incredible killer. stuff. The guy, have you seen the snowman guy with the hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I have no idea how she no, did that. Wasn't that the cover of the SEPA magazine of uh, Southern Exposure or FPP magazine? One of the two. She yeah. had the cover of one of the magazines. Oh, it? it's it's I, I and it's I like it. You know, because you know me, I'm I rail against Photoshop. You quite like a naked bit. men covered in powder? Of course, I think that's a given. Uh, but. Um, but I do like it when I see an image that's been photoshopped and I don't know how it was photoshopped. Then I'm I'm, I'm always like, here's the thing, wow. Though. I saw she showed me that image before she entered it, and it's not photoshopped. She's like, they're she out, actually covered him in powder. Yeah, outside hitting him with like powdered sugar or something. No, yeah, no, really, all, yeah, it was. Flour, oh well, kudos to you, Linda Long. Yeah, it's legit, like in camera. Oh well, that's awesome. Yeah, it's that's so much even better. Now I I have even more respect for her yeah, now. All right, so that is uh, the international print competition is coming up. Yes, it is. It's the uh, first week in August. Right. And uh, so the deadline for that, I think, is June 25th for the early bird. And then there's a late entry. And I'm always the late entry right. when I put in. But And we just had um, Jerry and Melissa Gionis on talk about the WPPI competition. Right. Now now Image uh, PPA's competition come up. Super excited about that. I'm really excited for how torn up you get over it. Yes. Well, I love it. Because this is it. <laughs> let, let me just do the boo-ray about competition. No. He goes, he goes, when he does really well, he's like... All right, yeah, no, I did great, awesome, awesome. And then when he does, and no, no, and when not. it's and when it's bad, and when it's bad, you go. Oh, I didn't care about that anymore. I didn't care about that. No, I don't care about it. <laughs> I, don't I don't care. care. About Who it. cares? Care Who cares? I don't even care. I mean, the way that they do all this is, is bullshit. It's unfair. It's all bull. It's, it's all, all bull. bullshit. But but I don't care. Who I cares? don't care. <laughs> the interesting thing about this year's competition is that I will not be doing my normal ranting while I'm watching the competition. This I wanted to talk about because I will be. Um, they just they stream the competition on live, the uh, website, which is very cool. Live, so streaming. you can watch all the images coming up, and you can see how they get judged. And this year they are adding another channel, and it's going to be a live webca- webcast. It's only going to be a couple of times a day because it's a four day judging. So probably a couple of times a day, uh, one two hour segments, two or three of them a day, where they will have uh, judges in that will be watching the live stream and commenting on the live stream. They'll have interviews with people. Uh, they will have questions, live questions coming in to be answered about the competition, that sort of stuff. The idea is they want to get more people to compete. They think a lot of people are afraid to compete and they're intimidated by competition. So they're trying to make it easier for them to ask questions and, and you know, and, and get more involved. Because I think they said last year 1,500 people entered, but 6,000 people watched the streaming. Right. So there's like 4,500 people who are watching the competition but aren't entering the competition. So why not? So how do we get these people to enter? We hire Ryan Seacrest. There you go. And they have hired Ryan, uh, Ryan Seacrest because I'm going to be the host of the webcast. So old Ryan yes, Seacrest. Old, Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, Brad Pitt and Ryan Seacrest have a baby. Yeah, so for four and days, so for four days, if you're watching the competition online, when this is going on during those little segments, you can kick over and see me uh, with judges or whoever's on the show will be taking questions and we'll be showing images and talking about the images and talking about the judging process and talking about the competition and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's going to be really cool, I think. It's going to be interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, it's not going to be anything like this. Because I'm hosting, so it's going to be much more Brian Seacresty. It's going to be PC, a little more friendly, but I yeah. think it's still going to have that Bouray Perry flair. No, they know. did not ask me. But <laughs> and I talked to somebody on staff over PPA. I was talking about an unrelated issue, and this staff member said, 
Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we got to keep you and Bure away from each other. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, well, because I thought about that. I thought about saying I, I was going to say, well, what if we got Gary to come in with me? And I thought, no, they don't want that. No, they, they do really not. don't want no, you and I because they would, at some point we'd be fighting. There'd be chairs being turned over. Yeah, it would be bad. And then they'd be like, oh, that's not at all what we were going for. We'd like to keep a professional air to this. Absolutely. And I told them right off the bat, I'm like, you know, I, don't worry. I, I, there was a broadcaster for years, and I know my place. So it, whereas I'm normally during the contest screaming at the top of my legs about stuff. During and this, texting furiously. And texting furiously to you. Uh, and this time, of course, I won't be that way. But I also think it's a good idea. I especially, it is a good idea. I especially like the idea that people will be able to ask questions. That is really cool. Because there's so many times when you're watching a competition and you see something and you're like, I don't understand that. Yeah, it's like there's an invisible rule book. And I think this will demystify yeah. it for right. you. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely what we're hoping for. So I think we're about, about ready to wrap up, are we? We are going to wrap up. There's a couple of things I wanted to mention. August 29th, 30th, and 31st is going to be Focus 2015 in oh. Orlando, Florida. And if you have an inkling to come down and uh, make a vacation with the fam, there is an awesome photography convention going on. Uh, Bure and I will be there. I will be speaking on the Sunday night, I think. I forget which one. It's on. Uh, go to ruinfocus.com for more info. And there is a bar, and Bure and I will be there. Yes, we will be in the you bar. You know, I was thinking we should do like a photobomb meetup. Be okay. Fun. Yeah, right. so more info what would on that. that be, what would that entail? Just meeting at the bar, okay, and saying we we have listened to your podcast once. Oh, okay. Or we could just annex people sitting around and go, "Hey, you guys are with us now. This That's is the right. photobomb meetup." This meet is up. the photobomb meetup because it would be very embarrassing if we did that, and it was just you and me at the bar going, "Did everyone get the memo?" It would still be a photobomb meetup. <laughs> <laughs> Our Australian listeners can't make it. That's obviously. right. That's right. So that's August 29th, thirty to thirty first at the Florida Hotel. Uh, and convention center in Orlando that's attached to the Florida Mall, so it's a cool location. And bring your family, make a vacation out of it. It's going to be awesome. Also, August 10th and 11th, I will be doing a two-day class on Creative Live. Very exciting. All about corporate headshots, which is really cool because the the reason we put this class together, I'm working with producers over there, because a lot of photographers that specialize in weddings and portraits get these inquiries all the time for jobs like this, and they're very, very profitable, but a lot of it is I'm not really sure how to do it. So it's going to be how to do it with everything from speed lights to a full studio setup, basically how to shoot these with whatever equipment that you have, how we charge, how to book the jobs, checklists for equipment, and then there's going to be lots and lots of shooting with models and showing you exactly how we do it from a one-light simple setup all the way to, like, five lights. It's going to be a really cool class. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Are you? I actually am. I'm going to watch it. I think I'm probably, maybe. I, I don't know that I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll I'll say I watched it. Yeah. There's no way for me to know whether I am going to come see you, uh, your thing at uh, Focus though, because the thing you're going to do at Focus is going to be really cool too. Yes, uh, yeah. it's going to be live, and I'm going to do I'm going to do some some trickery, but it'll be fun. We'll talk about it more later. All right. But for right now, what I really want to do is say, congratulations, counselor. Counselor. All right, take us home. All right. Uh, don't forget we are online at photobombpodcast.com. You can check out my website, burayperry.com. You can check out Gary at hughesfioretti.com. Nice. You can also find the podcast, of course, everywhere that podcasts are broadcast. And if you'd like to send us any questions or comment, send them to questions at photobombpodcast.com. We'll see you next week. See you later.